boys and girls. This is Miss Kathy. We're in the middle of the Christmas season, and we thought we'd bring you some stories from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories. After the Christmas season, we'll be returning to our regularly scheduled shoebox mystery books. Christmas is a special time of year, a time to celebrate the birth of baby Jesus, who was born in a stable. Shepherds, after being serenaded by angels, rushed over to find the baby lying in a manger. Wise men, carrying gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, followed a bright star until it led them to the baby king. What about you? Will this Christmas bring you closer to Jesus? I hope so, and I hope that the Jesus of Christmas will live in your heart throughout the year. Helen Lee Robinson, Editor Tumbleweed Territory by Peggy Hodges It has to be cheap, Jim Barton declared. Our finances are practically zero. Say, inexpensive. It sounds more refined, Dave Edmonds said in mock seriousness. Okay, we need something inexpensive for each room in the veterans' wing of the hospital. Does anyone know how many rooms there are? Not too many, Dan Jordan replied. My mom said there was a recreation room, two big wards, eight rooms with two beds, and three private rooms. Then we can't afford to use real Christmas trees. It would take a tree for each room, and that adds up to 14 no matter how you figure. And artificial trees are much too expensive, so that's out. Then we'll just have to use our brains and make some trees or some other type of decoration. We don't have long to do it, either. We should get the place decorated at least a week before Christmas so they can enjoy it a while. And so it will look nice when they have their Christmas visitors. Maybe we bit off more than we can chew when we chose decorating the veterans' wing as our Christmas project. I thought the idea was a drag in the first place, Joe Miller grumbled. Some of those guys are so old... They must be 80 or 90. What do they care about a few old decorations? Jim sprang to his feet. Just because they're old doesn't mean they aren't human. What's wrong with you, Joe? Joe might be right, another member put in. I know someone who works in the kitchen over there. He says some of those old fellows just lie around and complain about everything. Others don't have any family left and don't care what goes on. We'll probably just bore them. But put yourself in their situation, Dave objected. I bet you'd be glad to have some company. Anyway, we voted to do this, and we're going to do it. And we'll do it right, Jim added. Maybe some won't like it, but we'll do our best. Jesus didn't turn away from the sick and the old, and we won't either. Put on your thinking caps and try to come up with something. I know, Dave suggested. There are loads of tumbleweeds around here. Let's get some big round ones, spray them gold, and hang them from the ceilings. Tumbleweeds for Christmas trees? That's an idea. We can put the biggest ones in the large rooms and smaller ones in the other rooms. We could hang icicles from them. And lights that twinkle. Lights cost money, Jim reminded. Maybe we can borrow enough strings to decorate the big ones at least. We'll see. It's still daylight. Dave, how about asking your dad if he'll take us out by the bridge? There's always a tangle of tumbleweeds there. The wind blows them up against the pilings in big heaps. Mr. Edmonds was glad to take the boys out in his station wagon. After the boys excitedly told him about their plan, he said, That's a fine idea, boys. This is real tumbleweed country, and I've seen some clever decorations made with them. You'll want to get the smaller ones. As the car stopped at the side of the bridge, Jim exclaimed, Just look at those tumbleweeds. They look like big balloons. Some of them must be at least four or five feet around. Now be careful, boys, Mr. Edmonds cautioned. They're covered with stickers and are mighty prickly. Under the back seat are some gloves you can use. Take it easy and place the tumbleweeds in the car trunk. The next week was spent preparing the giant tumbleweeds. First, the boys sprayed them. Here's some gold rope that my dad donated to the cause, one of them said. 
he suggested we tie them to a chandelier or hang them from the ceiling with this. Hey, that's neat, Dan enthused, and look at all the lights we have. Everyone's really helped us with the project. Now to get them to the hospital without ruining them. Dad will take them out, Dave said, but he said it was up to us to hang them and do all the rest of the work. The boys got the veterans' wing of the big hospital all decorated by December 18, and now they were on their way to make a special visit. I wonder what's going on. The invitation just asked us to come and visit the veterans today. Mom guessed that they probably want to thank us for the decorations. When the boys filed into the recreation room, they were surprised to see a long table with presents set up in the corner. The men who were not bedfast were dressed in uniform, and even the ones in bed wore overseas caps. "'Merry Christmas, boys!' they shouted. "'You boys made such clever decorations that we decided to have a little party so as to get to know you all,' said a lanky veteran as he wheeled his chair over to the table. "'Sit down anywhere,' drawled another. "'There are some folding chairs over against the wall.' The boys set up the chairs while one of the men started cutting a big sheet cake and putting the slices on paper plates. "'Do you know the real names of those tumbleweeds?' asked a gray-haired man propped up in bed. They shook their heads, so he went on. Well, I've been doing some reading. The technical name is Salsola Kali, but it's commonly known as Russian thistle. It isn't native to this state, not even to this country as a matter of fact. It came to the United States in some flaxseed that we imported from Russia. That was in 1873, and the seed was first used in South Dakota. We've done some research on tumbleweeds since you hung these up here, laughed another. The tumbleweeds grew in among the flax, and when they dried up, the wind sent them rolling across the great plains. When the plants are green, they have wire-like branches with spiny leaves, added the first man. When they dry up, the wind plucks them loose from the ground, and away they go, racing along the prairies, tumbling over and over. They roll along like giant salt and pepper shakers, scattering their seeds along the way. One single tumbleweed scatters as many as 20,000 little brown seeds in its travels. Wow! At that rate, it's no wonder this country is covered with the things. It's probably the most successful weed in history, the old veteran said with a laugh. And they're pretty famous, said another patient. Even songs have been written about them like tumbling tumbleweeds. Speaking of songs, let's have a few in honor of our decorators. Soon, a couple of patients were strumming on guitars, and a man in a wheelchair played a harmonica. The hall rang with happy voices of those who joined in on the words. Tumbling Tumbleweeds was followed by Red River Valley. And let's not forget what this season means, said one of the guitarists. He started singing Silent Night, and everyone sang or hummed along. Well, mused a bearded veteran when the room was silent, there must be a lesson here somewhere. Everyone thinks these tumbleweeds are no good, but there are songs written about them, and I don't remember ever seeing more beautiful Christmas decorations. Maybe it means that even though a person has a few faults, there's always something good about him. It's worth thinking about, all right, agreed the talkative man with the gray beard. But now it's time for old St. Nick. He slapped his knee and roared, Ho, ho, ho! Then he pulled some cotton batting out of a box and tied it haphazardly around his chin. Here, Santa! Someone tossed him a red flannel nightcap and he put it on. Line up, boys, he cried. Here's a keychain for each one of you. They have your name and address on them. Just search through the pile for the box with your name on it, and after each of you finds his package, suppose you tell us a little about yourselves. The boys were delighted with their presence, and after a lot of laughs over their introductions, they enjoyed cake and punch. It's five, Bill exclaimed. I've never had an afternoon whiz by so fast. We'd better head for home, Dave said. We don't want to spoil this day by getting into trouble with our parents. 
No, don't spoil a wonderful day, said the old veteran. The boys saw tears in his eyes. You can't imagine what a pleasure this has been. This place gets mighty lonesome. We'll be back, they promised. Thanks for the party. And the neat keychains. Merry Christmas to you all. When the boys reached the street, Joe said, I'll be the first to admit that this was fun, and they are great guys. Next time I won't say anything until I know what I'm talking about. Good. Sounds like you'll be quiet for a long, long time, Dave teased. You remind me of a tumbleweed, Joe. There's bound to be some good in you somewhere. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Christmas Stories, a compilation from various writers for Guide magazine, edited by Helen Lee Robinson and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. As our special gift to you, we will be sharing one of these stories every day between now and Christmas. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. 